I'm Christian Bush. And I'm Cindy Watts. Welcome to our podcast, 52. I turned 52 this year, believe it or not, and I am releasing 52 songs to celebrate. This podcast looks at the relationship between my 52 new songs and 52 of my most popular songs from my back catalog with plenty of stories and laughs along the way. Cindy Watts, have you been waiting for the Christmas episode? I have been waiting for the Christmas episode. Because I've been waiting for the Christmas episode because, you know, that's very important. I'm, I'm a Doctor Who fan, so the Christmas episode is everything to me. See, I feel that way about the Golden Girls Christmas episodes because there's like several of them. They're my favorite. They're the best. Do you rewatch them, of course, now that they're... Oh my gosh. I have every episode on the DVD collection and it's on I like I was hoping Hulu. you weren't going to say VHS. Oh, That's no, no. all I was hoping. No, 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 no. But it's no, still I in my them. TiVo. I watched it all the time. <laughs> all the time. How? Um, uh, because this is a Christmas episode and Christmas is... Of course, if you know me, it's one of my favorite times of the entire year. I just, well, just because I love Christmas music. Yes. But we get to have a Christmas episode. I'm so excited. Uh, the 52 weeks between my birthday and my birthday Woo-hoo. includes one Christmas. Look at that. Do you, do you celebrate the un-Christmas, which is also in the middle of the summer? My daughter was born on un-Christmas. Her birthday is June 25th. Oh, so um, am I doing the math right then that you had a really good, what, October of that year? <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I, I take it back. I, I take it back. I found out I was pregnant with her on Halloween day in 2008. Really? Yeah. So I guess I did have a really good October that year. Huh. So I found do out you I think that, do you think that a lot of people conceive during Christmas and New Year's? There's an inordinate large amount of births nine months from Christmas. Once September babies or that be October babies because it's really 10 months. I don't know. I have a November baby. Okay. I have a June baby and a November baby. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah. Don't ask me. I, I It was controlled in my circumstance. My ex-wife was so controlled about when she wanted to be pregnant. She's like, I'm not doing it through the heat. <laughs> so yeah, literally our kids birthdays, so. like if Tucker wasn't late, that'd be the same day. That's hysterical. <laughs> well, Paxton, who will be 10 on November 21st, was due basically on Christmas Day. Uh, and he came early. So, yeah. So, was, did you really think that you would be spending like Christmas in the hospital? No, but I did spend Thanksgiving in the hospital. I, he was born the day before Thanksgiving. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, you ready for your Christmas jokes? Let me have them. How do you wash your hands over the holiday? I don't know. With sanitizer. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> All right. Why don't you ever see Santa in a hospital? Why not? Because it's private health care. <laughs> okay. Why is Santa afraid of getting stuck in a chimney? Why? He has claustrophobia. Oh, my. See, I was <laughs> expecting a tinsel joke. I wanted tinsels and stars, and you gave me Santa fat jokes. What? What? Why does Santa have three gardens? Why? So he can ho, ho, ho. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and now you're judging the elves what do you call a kid who doesn't believe in santa what a rebel without a clause <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> hmm. how much did santa pay for his sleigh i don't know nothing it was on the house These are better than average. How can you tell that Santa is real? How's that? You can always sense his presence. Okay, then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last one, just because you're a writer. Okay. If Santa and Mrs. Claus had a baby, what would he be? What? A subordinate clause. (laughs) (sighs) There you go. There's your eye rolls. I'll have to name him comma. So uh, we are going to, uh, because 52 does not have a Christmas song on it. Nope. We are pulling into the sack of giant sack of Christmas songs. What? There's pile? Uh, (laughs) Box? What? Did I just do that wrong? 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, it was just funny because because it's it, it, you knew what you wanted to say, kind of, but it hadn't fully formed yet. Yeah, so kind of. And then it just sort of came out yeah. not as not as confident as it should. And should've. then it just there was this, there was a pregnant pause. See, it's already seeping into the conversation, the pregnant, the, all of it. There you have it. Um, so I, I have paired uh, one of my most recent Christmas songs yes. because I, I mean, recently released, not recently written because I write them every Christmas, oh, whether you hear them or not. I just refuse to write Christmas songs in June, Oh, which is when they ask for them. Right. Oh, I know. When I, I just did one for um, Jana Kramer. For mm-hmm. this uh, movie that she and my friend Ryan McPartland were in on um, on uh, Hallmark Channel, uh-huh. and they asked me to write the song for it, and uh, and I, I I did. I wrote it with them, and then I produced it and I sang it with her. But we had to do it in June. Well, you know, they filmed it in July. Lovely. That's not Christmassy. Because nothing says snowflakes like sweat drops. <laughs> But apparently, like, White Christmas was written around a pool in July. Like, all of this stuff. Well, now, because, you know, it's, it's got to be uploaded into the streaming world, like, six weeks to two months before the drop date. So, if you wanted to come... Oh, God. So, if you look, wanted to come out... Oh, look at you, teacher. Yeah, if you wanted to come out, right, in, like, you know, either November 1 or right after Thanksgiving, which seems to be the most popular choices... Then you have to write it in time to give yourself time to record it and have it mastered and do all of the stuff so it can be uploaded at the appropriate amount of time. Hello, Christmas in July. So let me give all you young new artists and established artists the same that are listening to this podcast really good advice. Don't rush it. Record it over Christmas. Put it in the drawer. Come up with this idea to your manager in March. Where they're like, oh my gosh, cool, we're going to clear the plate in July. And you're like, you know what? I already have you covered. I got it done. I did it last Christmas. I Brett Eldridge this song. I Brett Eldridge this song. It's a verb. It's a verb. So uh, thinking about drinking for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then um, what I would like to, I'm very proud of the, of the Sugarland Christmas record that we yes. made. Um which we will get to tell the story of the lead single of that uh, is a song I wrote with uh, my dear friend Ellis Paul, and it became a single called Littlewood Guitar. It's my attempt to also be like Pretty Paper or whatever else in country music where you can uh, write a new country music standard Christmas song. Yes. So I'm hoping one day that someone will cover it. So that's that's my wish. Should we for start this, texting people? For this Christmas, Santa, bring me a moment where um, Mariah Carey. I don't know her. You need to pick somebody I know. I do. I, I do know her. Well, then why don't we call her? Because she cray. Oh. <laughs> now she's uh, not going to do your Christmas no, song. No, but, but it would be really fun. <laughs> I only think she does Christmas songs she writes. She Probably. has been the most successful new Christmas song. Right. That has has become a part of the, the the Christmas standards. Yes. But my wish was to one day uh, write enough of these that maybe one of them is going to slip through and become the um, evergreen, you might say. Oh, look at that, Christmassy. The evergreen of Christmas songs that will start bringing so much money to my great, great, great grandchildren. Who will all look back and wistfully think of me as their trust funds fill up with money from this one song? I mean, it happens. You know, it's like when you think about like the popular Christmas songs that have entered the world in the last couple decades that haven't always been. You got a hard candy Christmas and you got a candy Christmas is great. You know, Mary, did you know? I mean, came along later. And then my favorite Thistle here, the Christmas, the Christmas bear. bear. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. But really, when you were thinking that through, I really don't really hear Michael Bublé singing Thistle Hair, the Christmas Bear. Well, it's because he's wrong. <laughs> it's because he's Canadian. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, you got to think, really, you got to think big when you think these things. All right. uh, but 
that's what we're going to listen to today. We're going to tell awesome. some Christmas stories. I'm excited. Um, and uh, we're generally going to have a good time because, you know, this is outside of the regular 52. This is 53. Well, it's 52 and a half. It's like the, it's like the stop somehow on the Hogwarts Express where you can't really see it when you walk into it. This is like the free episode. Oh, okay. Right? Very good. This is the bonus. This is the bonus. It's the Christmas gift. It's the Christmas gift. Oh yes. my gosh. All right. So first song. Yes. Uh, I'd like you to imagine this song really happening in East Tennessee. Okay. Um, as you know, I do a Thanksgiving show every year. Yes. At Eddie's Attic in Atlanta. And it's where uh, I started this tradition long before Sugarland was even invented. Right. Um, but it was very near. Mm-hmm. And I have different guests yes. come down and I typically, uh, will have those, uh, those guests will stay over because we've sell out the Sunday early show, the Sunday late show. And if those all sell out, we add Monday and we sell, uh, try to sell the early show and then the late show. And this particular year, my guests, and I just don't tell anybody who it is. I just invite people down. Mm-hmm. It's Chris Young. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, Oh goodness! Why am I? Why is why is King writer of Chesney music leaving my brain? And Brett uh, Brett James, yes. And um, so Chris Young and Brett James joined me, mm-hmm. and we had been uh, on a tour maybe across Europe mm-hmm. together as songwriters, like a CMA songwriters thing. Yes. And I surprised the crowd by bringing them, and and many of them actually because they are fans of me through all of my incarnations, they may or may not have even known about Chris Young until he started singing some of his hits. They probably didn't even put together the, the, the name, mm-hmm. but it wasn't truly advertised. Um, and in between the two sets on the two days, we wrote a country song. I love it. And, uh, this is that country song. Are you ready? I, I I know this song well because for some reason you texted it to me pretty soon after you wrote it. So well, because I knew you were a Chris Young fan. I've been I've been living with it for years now, so I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I'm like pausing on the word fan. I'm like, is that the right okay. word for me? I don't know, but I do love this song. Okay, here we go. All Merry right. Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, uh, everybody. and you know, drink responsibly. <laughs> Christmas is a very special time of year Any minute now my relatives will all be here Please God don't let me run out of beer I'm thinking about drinking for Christmas Filling my glass to the top with some holiday wishes It doesn't matter what you're sipping It's the gift that keeps on giving Just thinking about drinking for Christmas My cousin showed up with a bottle of peppermint shine And tomorrow I'll be cursing him for this migraine of mine If ain't Alice talks any longer I'm gonna need something a little bit stronger I'm thinking about drinking for Christmas Filling this glass to the top with some holiday wishes It's the gift that keeps on giving Just thinking about drinking for Christmas It's a long-standing family tradition 
I mean, did you hang Christmas lights up in the kitchen? I love that. Um, I per- particularly love that because I think about drinking for Christmas all of the time, but I can't because... Because <laughs> you have to stay responsible. Because my dad is so like anti-alcohol. Oh, he doesn't no. um, even know that you've ever had a drink. No, he no, he told me, and I know I've told the story before because it's so funny, and I know he's not listening to this, but... A couple of years ago, we were in the car in Sevier County and he reached over and he patted my leg and he goes, Cindy, I know you'd never do anything like go to a bar because that would be wrong. I wanted to be like, Daddy, you know, I basically get paid to go to bars for a job. That's pretty much what I do. But I did not say that. I just said, no, Daddy, I would never do that. Um, so my cousins, um, we buy... Um, I don't ever because I would never defy my father in such a way. They. Um, it's always the cousins, isn't it? It's the cousins. <laughs> Maybe somebody gives me a case of wine that takes, tastes like grape juice every year. And I take it over there like a couple days before Christmas. And then we like put it in cups with lids and drink it through straws that are not see-through. You sippy cup the wine? With ice cubes. Yeah. Have you moved into middle age Yeti, mom? Um. Oh, I, I don't have Yeti proper. I don't have proper Yetis because they're so expensive, but I have all kinds of Yeti-like devices that I carry everywhere, including the one that's sitting in the floor right now by my chair. It's definitely not full of vodka. No, no, no. It's Coke Zero. So, but I, like- I, I do, I do judge Yeti moms that, you know, I, this original, this first thing like I've ever saw it happen was at the swim team in the summertime swim league. And they had alcohol and they're in the Yeti? Well, well the, yeah, they're all getting hammered sitting in their lawn chair beside the swimming pool, yelling for their kids and sitting back. And I'm like, why is this all getting so aggressive? I think that's brilliant. And then I, then I started to put it all together and then I decided I was going to start a Netflix pitch. I love it. But we'll talk about that on another episode. So Christmas wise... In this song, yep, I actually had an Ain't Alice. And when I sang it, I sang it as if I'm from Clinton. And if my Ain't Alice, it's any longer, it's ain't. Oh, I know. And here's, I forgot aunt that. Alice, oh, ain't. It, I have an why, Aunt Charlotte, but I had an ex- Aunt Alice. Why are, you, why are you explaining this to me? Like, no, I, I just, forgot. I'm saying it in a microphone to go ahead and give myself some yeah, coverage. I forgot that you had family in Clinton too. I do as well. I forgot that we also oh, had no. that in common. We have that too. I forgot. I need. Should like, we explain to everybody that where Clinton is? It's oh, north Lord. of Knoxville. It's the it's the it's the train stop on the way to Oak Ridge. It is, and that's where they built the bomb. Yep. And they, I have lots of family members who still work at the Y twelve nuclear plant. There you go. Yep. Well, your last name's Watts. It is, but that's the other the other side of family. Whatever. Yep. I say that about the Bushes. <laughs> but yes. That's the Ootens. The Ootens work at the Y-12 plant. The Wattses live in Sevierville. Okay. Got it. There you go. So are there any uh, Christmas traditions that uh, are, oh. are, are either Clinton-specific or Sevierville-specific that you are aware of? Well, so my mom had... 11 brothers and sisters i believe all of them had kids most of their kids had kids so when you're thinking about christmas in clinton it's over 100 people oh lord so it's just you're coming there to visit and eat well no everybody brings presents and the presents fill a room you have to buy presents for everybody it's you don't do secret santas in nope. East tennessee nope nope yeah. everybody you just go broke at christmas it's t- <laughs> and then and then all of the cousins every year line up on the stairs so there's like yes dozens there's the of pictures them of everybody on the stairs on the that's stairs. exactly right yep and have their picture made 
So there's that in Clinton. In Sevierville, when I was a kid, now... Now, you remember the other thing that's going on in Sevierville during the holiday, right? It's like, if people don't know about this, they should know about this. I mean, it was affectionately called the Festival of Lights for a long time. Oh. Until it started taking up, essentially, entire the entire Y-12 nuclear plant to power it. This is true. <laughs> you, you can, people started welding things together. People that generally use their welding torches to fix trucks and or build skyscrapers were using them to build new frames mm-hmm. that will lean in fields and can be lit up with lights. Oh, yeah, yeah. So are you talking about like that one particular house? No, I'm just talking about for a long time. It was the drive through Pigeon Forge, right? Oh, yeah. Well, now we call it Winterfest and it's. It was Festival of Lights at some point. But before mm -hmm. that, it was just people. It was just competing. Well, to try to get people to try to get tourists who are normally there for like when the leaves turn mm -hmm. and then and then. Silver Dollar City became Dollywood. Right. But before it was even that, the lights were a thing. Yep. And they're an even bigger thing now. See, I don't remember because I came along by the time I was born. Silver Dollar City only had about a year left before it flipped to Dollywood. Oh, so, so I was there when Gold Rush Junction was Yeah, there. I, I wasn't. But there was this house that like took all of those lights that people used to like you know set up and then they just put them all in their yard this one house (laughs) and we would always drive by well now it's moved to maples branch road which is where my whole family lives and you drive by and they've got like elves waving and little houses with christmas critters in them built and they all sing and dance and spin in circles and yeah, I thought you were, talk- were talking about them. Now, is this the situation where it says tune your radio to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you drive by. This is also going to blow your mind for a second. Um, when Jill and I were married, she took me to see her family because uh-huh. her mother, yeah, uh, Marcille, wonderful, wonderful woman, uh, her maiden name was Maples. Of course it was. So I I went. This is where Christian and I figure out we're related. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Christmas episode where they figure out they're related. Uh, so I would uh, go to the Maples family Christmas. Yeah. Uh, next to the Apple Barn. Yeah. In addition to my own Christmas commitments. And suddenly I'm having conversations with people that know me from when I was three feet tall and wore Speedo in the swim team. Do you know what I mean? Like I suddenly I'm back into where my name is the thing, yeah. right? Because typically when somebody says, well, I'm from Sprewell, I say, well, what, what's your last name or what's your maiden name? And because mainly because that tells you everything you need to know. If you were a Blaylock or Maples, I, 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 was, I had an ex-girlfriend yeah. who was a Blaylock. I don't like, a, mm-hmm. like it's, it's one of those things. Um, so Christmas for me, uh, tradition-wise in East Tennessee, has upon it the the gathering of the maples. It also has these lights that are unbelievably strange. The Christmas like stores that finally belong for two weeks. Yeah, because because they're all year round. My best friend Renee, her family owns those. Yeah, well, they're they're genius. The Christmas Palace Tower Palace Christmas the uh, place. Christmas place. That's what oh, it is. Oh, wow. That was a reach. <laughs> Easy on the eggnog there. Yeti. <laughs> I know. I totally missed it. But yeah, no, they're there. All, they're, they're open all year long. And, and so did they, because you know them, did they come up with that idea themselves or did they see it happen in Branson and just decided let's copy that? I don't know. I mean, it was as long as I've known her since I was a kid, like kindergarten that's been there. So I don't really know. I don't really know where it came from. Because, you know, people self-identify typically when you drive by one of those 365 days a year Christmas stores. They're like, oh, can we go in there? And you're looking at the person in your car like, are you sure? Are, oh, yeah. No. Like they don't. They hide all year. <laughs> until the, and, and during Christmas, they seem normal. 
Well, yeah, but because in June, it's their time. You know, I was in I was in London about a month ago and I learned that Harrods has an entire floor devoted to Christmas all year long. Oh, yeah. So I I've spent many a Christmas season uh, uh, many a November in London. And you got to remember over there, Thanksgiving's not a thing. Nope. So you, you slide right off of the, uh, Halloween, sl- like slip and slide straight into a Christmas tree. Yep. And, uh, and they are for real. <laughs> like they do not mess around there in the old UK about the Christmas. I've never been there for Christmas. Maybe I'll do that. This oh year. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, as in the ongoing exploration of Christmas music, I have bothered almost every writer I've ever written with at the moment where we are stuck mm-hmm. with a suggestion that, well, if we're stuck right now, you want to just take like a 15 minute break and write a quick Christmas song with me and then we'll jump back into the song. Mm. It'll reset our brain. No. And almost all of them have done it. No. And I just haven't shared all of that music with anyone because I haven't had any opportunity other than that Sugarland Christmas record. Oh my goodness. So I, I have Christmas songs coming out my ears. I cannot wait to hear them. So, but I want to go back to your title though. Are you already thinking about drinking for Christmas? <laughs> well, that's the genius of this song. It's, it's not drinking for Christmas. It's thinking about it. <laughs> Wait, right? If you were thinking about drinking for Christmas, what would you be thinking about drinking? It, me? Yeah. Uh-huh. I always start with a martini. <laughs> it, Do you put it in It gives me cup, all of the information I need to know on whether I should continue on or not. <laughs> I stay away from uh, eggnog or anything that is so sweet that I can't tell that there's liquor in it. If so... <laughs> I tend to sometimes uh, uh, misplace my um, faculties. Really? Yeah. And I try not to be the person that misplaces their faculties. I'm I'm not what you would call a, um, well, here, let me put it this way. <laughs> I've never seen you with faculties misplaced. I want to know what that looks like. <laughs> um, I think that um, liquor, alcoholic beverages are a lot like money. Okay. They make you a louder version of whatever you are. So if you're an asshole mm-hmm. and you drink, uh-huh. you are now a drunk asshole. Okay. If you're an asshole and you're rich, you're now a rich asshole. Okay. Right? These things do not transform you. They, they, elevate whoever you are so if you're natural can like if you're not like i had a neighbor miko who was naturally a jolly man Mm -hmm. he'd be drinking and he was the jolliest drunk you've ever met right Mm -hmm. if he if he hit the lotto he'd be the jolliest bajillionaire ever right it just makes you more of who you already are it don't change anything so sometimes during christmas I have to refrain from drinking too much because then I will be a very alcohol-driven Christmassy elf. <gasps> that sounds like fun. What does it mean that alcohol puts me to sleep? If it exacerbates what you already are. That means you're a sloth. I'm a, I'm a sloth. <laughs> Look at that. See, it's like it's like your house in Hogwarts. There you go. All right. Um, you are slotherin. Slotherin. Okay, then. Um, but, uh, you know... I try to stay away from the eggnogs because it does not taste like there's liquor in it. Mm-hmm. And I might have too much to, you know, um, I don't drink and drive. So uh, if I'm having a drink in the holiday and I have a car with me, I'm, I'm, I'm staying with you that night. <laughs> like I just. We're having a sleepover. I, it's kind of it's like New Year's Eve. I call it amateur night. Like. <laughs> You know, like, I don't want to get caught with someone else's problem. Oh, my God. You know, like just because you can't drive and you're terribly drunk. I don't want to be on the road right. at risk with you. Right. I made a deal with myself as a teenager. I'm like, I'm not going to die in a car. <laughs> That's a good deal. I, you yeah. know, and I, I can't ride a motorcycle. Mom won't let me ever. I keep my promise. And I'm not going to die in a car, which means I'm a granny driver. Uh, and I 
but when I drink, if I feel safe and I can drink in a place, I will drink. Mm-hmm. Not problem. I'm just really happy. <laughs> I'm like a happy drinking person. I love it. Um, but it's typically martini. I'm a red wine guy. Yes. We have to skip. Yeah. So when you drink for Christmas, what, what? because you don't drink, but is it just when your cousins drink for Christmas, what do they slash you drink? I need it to taste like Kool-Aid because I don't really like the way alcohol tastes. So. So um, Bartles and James. Um, <laughs> so funny enough, <laughs> the, uh, the apple barn near your ex-in-laws makes wine that tastes like kool-aid so you can trot on over to the apple barn and if you're lucky they'll have a bottle of blackberry port you can pick up the blackberry port and bring it home and plop you some ice cubes in it and there you have it oh my gosh yep now they also have one that tastes like peaches which i'm also fond of and then they have apple wine they have apple raspberry they have all kinds of things that would make true wine connoisseurs gag but oh that sounded mean but if you really want your wine to taste like Kool-Aid, that's your place to go. There was a, a label executive one time who gave me a very nice bottle of wine for Christmas, and he was holding it out like six inches from my hand. He's like, Cindy Watts, don't you dare put ice cubes in this. <laughs> and I said, you should probably keep it then. So that's that's what it is. Now, we were at this event the other night. Christian played this lovely event celebrating Sun Records. And they had a specialty cocktail that, there that night. And I watched them put the alcohol in it. So I know what was in it. And they were very generous with that pour. I don't know what else they put in it other than a basil leaf. But it made it work? You couldn't taste anything. What was the name of the drink? Do you remember? No. Huh. You know what? You would be a good um, a good match for uh, like a particular cocktail. Do you know what I mean? Like if you found a cocktail that you loved, cause there's a lot of, they manipulate the taste. Yeah. And a lot of cocktails for people exactly like you. Right. <laughs> and it's not necessarily like the Kool-Aid guy coming through the bricks with also vodka in it. You know, it's not that it is. It, it's more refined. Oh, no, this was lovely. I loved the basil leaf. I, it, I I believe it was it was vodka and something else and something else and some cranberry juice and a mottled blackberry and probably some seltzer water and basil leaf. Oh, we're yeah. going to call it the basil leaf. It was lovely. My problem is, is that much more than one glass of wine and I can't walk. I'm done. Well, at least you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's little the tremendous. once you get there drink. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the, not it's, in the, that not in transit. It's not even the once you get there drink. It's the time for bed drink. <laughs> because yeah, no. Okay, so um, I have a, a, a follow up question because we are in you know twenty twenty two, uh-huh. right? Um, and down the street from my uh, my place in Nashville is Bud and Brews. I've seen Have that Have you seen place. the Buds and Brews? I want to go there because I want to know like what it is. Okay. So I, I like to uh, give everybody the hot, you know, information mm-hmm. yep. that when everywhere you see CBD sold here, uh-huh. that is the um, landing party, mm-hmm. the encroachment mm-hmm. of once the laws flip, it is your weed store. Well, of course it is. So is it like Delta 8, Delta 13 there? Or is it like, like, what is there? I haven't been in there. Oh my Lord. But. Let's go now. (laughs) But I would need an update to think about drinking, hoping that we're smoking for Christmas. I love it. (laughs) It's like. (laughs) We're smoking. It's the secret first. It's the secret first. It's like this. It's like the secret menu at Starbucks. Yes, <laughs> it's like the last part of a uh, friends in low places, you know. But hoping we're smoking. Anyway, it's it, it soon, and then your dad's gonna be like really confused. Do you think that there's a chance that your dad goes to the bar every time you leave? No. 
I was just, I was thinking about this when you were telling me the story and you've told me this before and I keep thinking to myself, what if he's got her completely snowed? Absolutely not. Like, no. He just rolls down, starts playing poker with his buddies and starts no cracking them open. Nope. Okay. Nope. Let's keep it that way, East Tennessee. I mean, we don't even have bars in Sevierville. How long has it been since you've been there? A long time. Yeah, no, we don't. I mean, bars. I drive through it. We don't. We don't have bars in Sevierville. That's right. There's one liquor store. It's in Gatlinburg. That's right. That's you know, right. I mean, they make it hard to drink in Sevier County. No, they just make it a. It's a different part of your list. Yeah. Go to the grocery store, go to Walmart, go to go by the liquor store, go back home. The liquor store in Gatlinburg. Well, you know, people drive. Yeah. What's the best Christmas gift you ever got? Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to let you think about that. So for me, my brother and I got, we asked for green machines. Mm-hmm. Now... A lot of people are typing that into the internet right now, and that's okay because they—they, I think they rebooted them a few years ago. But it was like a a big wheel, which is a three-wheeled, um, the front wheels, the big wheel with the pedals on it. But it was—it was like a big wheel, but it was—it was even better. It had like the one axle in the back was really wide, and you sort of you—you you had two handles, like a forward and a back handle, one on the right, one on the left, and you could get it to spin and do all these things and we'd asked for a green machine and um i was a little worried because that was the year i was in my note to santa mm-hmm. i had said brandon and i both want green machines also i'm really concerned um people don't believe me and i've just gotten a spy kit and um I'm leaving out an ink pad mm-hmm. for you to, cause you're saying you, your integrity is through the roof. Would you please put your fingerprint here? Cause I had already lifted the fingerprints of everybody who lived in my house. Oh my goodness. CSI Sevierville. <laughs> <laughs> in the seventies. And I had already, I had them all laid out. I was gonna, I was going to find out. Prove people right or wrong. Sure enough, it was one of those weird Christmases in Sevierville where it just snowed like a foot uh-huh. overnight. And we lived on the top of a little hill, mm-hmm. but with trees all around it. And we had a back porch that was kind of propped up so that it you know, didn't fall down the hill, but okay. you could look out over the hill. And um woke up on Christmas Day and I just ran down and the milk's gone and the cookies are all just nothing but crumbs mm-hmm. and a note. I didn't want to get my gloves dirty, but Rudolph gave you his hoof print. That's amazing. And there was a freaking hoof print on the paper. That's amazing. And then I was like, well, shit. And then I looked around the Christmas tree and there were, there were some things because Santa didn't wrap anything, just leaves things. See, Santa wraps things at my house. Well, good for you. But no, uh, He's going to stop. Um, it's just left out, and there were no big wheels. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, no green machines. And I was like, oh, man. Well, I guess that's the way it goes. So you get, you, you get some. Mm-hmm. The truth was better for me than the present. Right. Right. And then, and you know, we would get up God knows when early in the morning. Oh, it's like, well, I'm sure. sure it's still dark out yeah, because we were those kind of kids barely sleep. And, uh, mom and dad, will you Christian, go, go open the, the blinds of the sliding glass door that goes onto the back porch. I did. And damn, if there weren't two green machines out there with our names on the fenders. Wow. Buried uh, like a good half foot of snow no. around them. <laughs> and to this day, that was probably the best like Christmas gift I ever. I, I It's just vivid. That's amazing. All the way down to the black and white shag carpet. I love that it. That was going on. And the, and the, the way the, the little rope felt in my hand that opens up the, the curtains. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to pull it because it was a long one. You had to pull on one side of it like this, and it was going through a pulley. Was it, have you figured out what your? Now that I've told you the story, so best Christmas gift. I, you know, it makes me feel like one dimensional. But when I was a kid, I always asked for money, and I wanted money because I saved it so I could go. Um, so I saved it from. December until March. March is when the concert tickets for the DP Celebrity Theater at Dollywood went on sale. And then I would take the day off school and I would be the first person in line in March to buy concert tickets for Dollywood. And I would stand in line and use my Christmas money to buy concert tickets. That's amazing. For Doll- I mean, it's just, y'all, I, yeah, I, I wish that it was something else, but that's what it is. I mean, oh, don't be ashamed. That's how it ended up. Yeah, I mean, I was not a race car driver. Borchetta did that. I did not me. Yeah, as I've just, this has just always been the path for as long as I can. My very first memory is country music, Alabama on eight track with my dad in the record, and it never deviated, Hmm. never deviated. Um, It was a, a DJ at WDLY Dolly's station who told me I should work in country music when I was like 10 or something like that. God, it's so good. I mean, it's just, you know, so, but so no, no, that was it. I mean, that's gotta be it. You know, I remember, I remember getting a satin Alabama tour jacket for Christmas one year. And I remember getting a stereo for one year, for one year and being a little disappointed in that because I thought it was going to be a saddle for my horse, but it wasn't, it was a stereo. And in hindsight, I mean, that's, I use that more than I would use the saddle. Right. So but yeah. Well, this leads per- perfectly into this song because the song itself is about those dreams, those that best thing that you got for Christmas or that that disappointment of the thing you thought you wanted. But it turns out the thing you got was your future. Right. Yeah. I wrote this with Ellis. Actually, I think I have the day we wrote it. I love it. Um, we can listen to that real quick. Hang on. Yeah. Christmas Day. So this is Alice. And the snow is coming down. Church He's sitting on my sofa. And the ring and wake the town. Preacher Klein recites his lines. The pews will be full today. And literally we've been friends since I told him that I was starting Sugarland a good 10 years after he and I'd met and he'd already been on Billy Pilgrim Records. Uh-huh. Oh, it's the giving, not the taking. My brother's brand new bicycle is out jangling the street. And I watch him through the icicles with this wood box beneath my face. All I got is this little what it brought the neon lights and crowded bars all the kings with all their so that's what it sounds like I love it like at the beginning right right and uh there has never there had never been a Sugarland song that Jennifer and I didn't write except for just might make me believe which was a Kristen Hall song to begin with mm-hmm and we were really, you know, we had just been celebrated for writing a whole record, <laughs> the, uh, the, the the sophomore record of Sugarland that wasn't supposed to work, right? And mm-hmm. um, and and so we got to I convinced them to put out two or three Christmas songs at the end of or some reissue of uh, Enjoy the Ride for Target or something, and then um. And then they had said, you know, let's do some more. And I said, would you mind if we did original ones? They were like, please don't. <laughs> and I was like, oh, please. And then I had kind of convinced Jennifer that I was like, let me just start feeding them to you because I'm obsessed. Yeah. Right. So this was uh, this was very interesting because um, I, I went back and Ellis and I got to refinish the back of the song. But so I, I before I pitched it to him, I took it to my basement and kind of made up what it would sound like. And this is what I thought it would sound like. It even says, um, it's Christmas day, basement demo, and the snow is coming down. KB vocal Church original basement sway. demo. <laughs> the ringing to wake the town. You can tell I got a cold. I can't tell you have a cold. The pews will be full today. 
Mr. Hal cranks up his plow His blades will clear the way It's Christmas Day And I'm trying to like And the pecan pies are baking I changed it to pecan pecan pies It's the giving, not the taking My brother's brand new bicycle Is out jingling in the street And I watch him through the icicles With this wood box beneath my feet All I got Yeah, you can see I'm reaching And uh It was kind of a pitch to the label To see if they'd let us do it And um they were they were kind of nonchalant about it, like, well, you will just go ahead and pay for some time because I don't think they expected us to succeed as much as we had. Right. Already, they were like, oh well, you know, uh, go in and record a couple songs. Just let us know. And so we did it in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And um, during that time is when I first met Tom Tapley. It's when I first like started using the Atlanta system that mm-hmm. had existed there for Sugarland rather than the Nashville system. Uh, was on these recordings and um, I was blown away by how Jennifer like absorbed this song so quickly and I think it's about then that I realized oh oh it isn't because we're writing them together it's just because she can sing anything (laughs) right and and then I loved this the way these this song kind of works with the Sugarland story which is a person that has a dream and baby girl gets to fight for it, push for it, go to every single gig, work for it. And then finally, when they get it, based on their dream, they pay their parents back. So this is like the Christmas version of baby girls, essentially what it is. I and I, I didn't realize that until it was Ellis was like, hey, man, I don't have a third verse. And I was like, well, in country music, we don't really get those, you know. <laughs> And, and folk music, I'm sure that's how that happens. <laughs> but and he goes, no, but the story's not finished. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, the story was about him and his chasing his dream of playing music. Mm-hmm. And then when I was changing the gender of it, we changed a couple of different experiences. One was, you know, the the job of the the person in the second verse. She's a waitress. Mm-hmm. But it's the same experience of going back for Thanksgiving and you're having your life dissected by your family <laughs> and judged, right? But it, there was no turn or ending to the song. And I was like, well, what if it turns out that no matter how hard you worked, um, you really didn't see it. And then suddenly it's working. Like, what if it turns out okay, like it does in Baby Girl? And I was like, you know, it's even better. Let me just mess around with the last verse. I can see what I can get a hold of. And I literally was messing around with it at my house on Christmas morning. Oh, I love it. And I imagined my kids as the kids in the story. Mm-hmm. And I watched it all kind of happen in front of me. And so I wrote it down into the third verse. I love it. So anyway, let's jump into Christmas really fast. All right. Um, this is from the album Golden Green mm-hmm. uh, by Sugarland. This is Littlewood Guitar. It's Christmas Day And the snow is coming down Church bells sway They're ringing to wake the town Preacher Klein recites his lines The pews will be full today Mr. Hal cranks up his plow His blades will clear the way It's Christmas Day And the pecan pie Baking mothers say is the giving, not the taking. A brother's brand new bicycle is out jangling in the street. I watch him through the icicles with his wood box. Chasing down your star, I'm told 
I mean, it's kind of a fun song. Oh, it's lovely. I'm sure when we get the like Taylor Swift comes back to country music moment and she makes a Christmas record, she's going to cut that and I'm going to go to an island somewhere and just cash the checks. Right. Um, do I come to? To the island? Yeah. Yes. Okay. You can visit the island. You, okay. I, I may or may not like be taking visitors at the time just depending on how big the song if michael buble is also singing the song then i'm never going to see you again is that what you're saying maybe not there'll be a cardboard cut out of me lovely i'll be in the pool somewhere (laughs) speak to the hand (laughs) (laughs) no really i my dream of a christmas song like hitting the lottery the christmas lottery is Someone should make a movie out of it, actually. That'd be a great Christmas movie, actually. Have you pitched it? No, I just came up with that while we were talking. But um, uh, that whole uh, sort of vocation of of Christmas songs, uh, do you have any, besides this old hair of the Christmas bear, do you have, like, Christmas songs that, like, when they happen, you can't resist yourself? So... I know, like, you can laugh at Thistle Hair, the Christmas Bear. No, no, I'm not laughing. I'm just, I think it's just. But I'm telling you, it's like, it was the the Red Alabama Christmas album. Growing up, my entire life, my kids' entire lives, the Red Alabama Christmas album. It's got Thistle Hair on it. It has Christmas and Dixie on it. It has, gosh, it has a Mary did. Did Did this also time out with maybe New Kids on the Block's Christmas record? No, I think it was before that. <laughs> I'm just trying to see if somehow they're related. Uh, no, I, think I know it, for my daughter, like the um, the Justin Bieber, still teenage Justin Bieber's like mistletoe record yeah. is their Christmas record, yeah, right? No, I I mean, now this is, you know, severe counting and probably 84 or 85, something like that. 
I think it was that for a lot of people, but you know, it was that it was the Oak Ridge Boys Christmas album then. So you had, um, thank God for kids was on that album. And then in later years, like, what do I listen to now? Did you ever listen to the very special Christmas records? You don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Okay. It was like a, it was like a charity record, but it had like Bruce Springsteen singing, um, Santa Claus is coming to town and sorry. Nope. Nope. You two And it was Alabama and the Oak Ridge boys. And then Chris Young and Brett Eldridge. Wow. We were in the same city buying stuff from the same Kmart. And I just got the different record. And you got the different record. The Kmart. It's not there anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. It's very sad. That Kmart. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Are you surprised? There was a white way before the Kmart. Talk about nostalgia. I can even picture the bathroom in that Kmart. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's is there a Christmas record you listen to every year? That's so what that would be it. The Al- Alabama the Christmas red, record. The red Alabama Christmas album. Um it's not country the Charlie Brown Christmas record. Charlie Brown Christmas record is great. I love that's my son's favorite. You know, try as I might to make my kids bond with thistle hair. It just has not happened. <laughs> Just wait till the Billie Eilish version of Thistle Hair, the Christmas Bear. Oh maybe it'll maybe it'll happen. No, I mean, but you know the, what? It, the nostalgia for the '90s is a really big thing in country music. Maybe somebody will go back. So, who do you think should cut Thistle Hair now? Honestly, yeah, honestly, no one. What? No, you don't want that song to keep going. It's an Alabama Christmas song. Okay. So the Run Run Rudolph, or what is it? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the Gene Autry version, right? It's the only one. No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> so do you think Christmas songs go until somebody nails it and then it stops? Um, I think that there are definitive versions of Christmas songs, for sure. Sometimes the originals are better and sometimes they're not. Um, but... It's the ones that were original when you heard them first are the ones. Maybe. I don't know. Like, um, uh, Tender Tennessee Christmas was on that red Alabama Christmas album. I was probably an adult before I heard anyone sing it besides them. And that's definitely not the definitive version for Mr. <laughs> the World. Um, okay. But, but my, my, my best friend is has very strong feelings on this that the original versions are the only versions oh see that negates the job of songwriting no it doesn't yeah it does how 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 no it doesn't because you were writing new christmas songs no what i'm saying is like the original version of something may or may not be the most popular version no, but it's but it, Christmas is all about memories and nostalgia, right? So I think that your version, your version of it, is whatever the best. is the best, yeah. And it may not be the version that sounds the best. It may not be the most popular version. It may not even be a version that anyone, you know. But it's your version, okay? Because that's what Christmas like. Is the to Santa you. Claus is coming to town with Bruce, Bruce Springsteen is probably is that your version? My version of that song. Well, I'm gonna have to go listen to that version. And when you do, uh huh. It'll be my version Merry too. Merry Christmas. Oh, how exciting. Are you going to listen to Thistle Hair when we're done? I, I will. And you know, I'm thinking about covering Thistle Hair now. Have you heard Thistle Hair? Yes. Have you really? I have. And you know what? I think that we should say goodbye to everybody listening to it. Oh, dear Lord. I can't believe you've heard. Nobody ever knows Thistle Hair, the Christmas bear. Yes. I, I happen to know it. Well, you got to remember, I'm an aficionado of Christmas music and I'm in the country genre. So... Not only have I heard that, I know that album. I also know the Muppets Christmas album that has John Denver that's also very country music. Uh-huh. Um, I also have listened to the Emmylou Harris two Christmas records that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've listened to... Uh, the Dolly and Kenny Christmas album. The Dolly album. and Kenny Christmas. That was a little bit of a low point, though. Even though it was a high point in The Gambler mm-hmm. and the rebirth of Dolly's hair. But it was, in retrospect, they were looking for dollars. You know what I think we should do? I can't wait to hear. I think I think we should have a moment where we kind of light the candle for Jesus's birthday. 
uh-huh. and listen to uh, Thistle Hair, the Christmas Bear, as Cindy Watts' gift to everyone as Christian thumbs through the TV guide <laughs> to find out when the Doctor Who Christmas special comes on. I can't wait. Um, I would say, Cindy, um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Christian. Um, to you and all of your family, those cousins and the other cousins. And the, there's lots of cousins. Um, and may you have a very safe and happy new year. And we will be back with 52 um, after all this craziness at the holiday. Sounds like a plan. Merry all Christmas, right. so, um, Do you want to set up Thistle Hair the Christmas Bear for us? I don't know. What, what's happening here? Well, you see, Thistle Hair the Christmas Bear, he's spreading the good news everywhere about Christmas time and what it means. Is he? To all the children of the world. Does the bear talk? Well, he's spreading the good news. Is there a picture of the bear on the album? No, the album is solid red with gold writing on it. There is no picture. Of does it have here. a, the album, does it have like a, a, a bow where that's wrapped as a present? Not that I remember. I believe it is solid red with gold Alabama logo on it. <laughs> and you get to concoct in your mind what this will hear the Christmas bear looks like. All right. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, and here is uh, from... Alabama's first Christmas record, I suppose. Yes, um, is the uh, soon-to-be smash <laughs> emotional Christian Bush hit "Thistle, Thistle Hair" the Christmas Hair. I mean, I like it already. That. The 80s are strong with this Christmas. I love it so much. Merry Christmas, everybody. The city's full of manger scenes and stores lit up in red and green. But down the road, just out of town, there's more magic to be found. The countryside is all aglow with holly trees and mistletoe. And in them woods there lives a bear Known to all as Thistle Hair Oh, Thistle Hair, the Christmas bear Spreading the good news everywhere About Christmas time and what it means To all the children of the world Every little boy and girl out there Loves Thistle Hair time of year spreading lots of Christmas cheer. The kids all love his shiny coat and the smell of honey on his nose. He tells them all about the star and everything that it stands for. The birthday we all celebrate is still our favorite holiday. Oh, this old Christmas bear spreading the good news everywhere about Christmas time and what it means to all the children of the world. Every little boy and girl out there loves this old hair. you find old thistle bear there'll be music in the air he dances round the christmas tree every single new year's eve then he and all his furry friends gather round the fire again and sing about those angel wings gifts of love that christmas brings Oh, Thistle Hair, the Christmas bear, spreading the good news everywhere about Christmas time and what it means to all the children of the world, every little boy and girl out there.
loves this old hair. This hey everybody, Christian Bush here. Cindy Watts. And we would like to thank you for joining us for another episode of 52. If you'd like to write us with questions or comments, you can contact us at 52thepodcast at gmail.com. That is the number 52, or by leaving us a voicemail at 803-900-5252. Also, remember, the best way to help us is to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Please and thank you. You can follow me at Christian Bush on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you can follow Cindy at Cindy Watts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. Thank you for listening and please join us next week.